Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So in Australia, I can't do the Australia. 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 Oh, Australia. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. That's I'm it. Sure that's it. Yeah. Um, there's a straight couple named Byron and Kira Hordick. They're so they really live in straight, Perth. right? They're really straight. Really straight. Really straight. Mm. And they live in Perth. Mm-hmm. And so in 2017, they applied to uh, a foster children from something called the Wanslea Family Service. So they applied in 2017. <coughs> um, they already have kids, but they wanted to foster. So in this process, in trying to foster a child, they underwent an assessment with the agency mm-hmm. in which they claimed that homosexuality is a sin. And they said that same sex attraction can be resisted. They also told Brent the people that they would be. That. A- yeah, yeah. I, I do it all day yeah, long. All day long. <laughs> they told the agency that they'd be able to help a queer kid, quote, overcome their sexuality and mm-hmm. insisted, right. though, that their beliefs would not impact their ability to raise a foster child. So yeah. subsequently, uh, they were then denied, and the couple is now using the uh, Equal Opportunity Act in Australia as a lawsuit saying they were discriminated against. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering, what do you guys think about the idea of fostering to uh, religious people? By psychos? Yeah, <laughs> this fascinates yeah, me. Change their kids' sexuality. This, this, this wasn't... I, I, sorry, go ahead. Adam. Oh, no, I'm just... I was just... It, it, things like this fascinate me because... Like, there are laws, I mean, there was famously the reason why Rosie O'Donnell came out of the closet was because of the Florida law banning gay people from adopting. Like, that was a big thing for right. her. And so, like, there are, there there are, I don't know if there still are, there probably are laws that ban gay people from, or queer people in general, from adopting. And that's horrible. Everyone should be able to adopt if they have the money and the resources and can take care of a child and raise a child. They should be able to have a child. That said, it, you can't, like, discriminate and, like, let fundamental religious people not adopt children then like they 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 also should be able to adopt children just like everybody else and so there is this weird like like just like if you're born into a family that that you can't choose if your parents are going to be open and accepting or if they're going to be crazy people who are going to hate you like you can't necessarily choose that i guess it's kind of the same in adopting it kind of blows me away but it fascinates me I, I also really enjoyed this article because I, I was kind of, I was torn about what is right. I mean, I, I agree 100% that like politics and conservatism is, should factor not at all into a decision to, as to whether someone would be a good, you know, uh, a foster, ch- foster parent, regardless of their views on homosexuality. But this was an interesting line because this is, they're talking about how they, might be able to correct the child, mm-hmm. which is, uh, in my opinion, sort of beginning to cross the line of like, well, that's that would become um, hazardous to the child's upbringing. You can you can have opinions about you can take a child to a church that has opinions yeah. about homosexuality, which is you know might be unfortunate, but like still would, needless to say, be protected by freedom of speech. But to say we would we would uh, we would be able to fix the child if we found out it was gay mm-hmm. 
is uh, to me sort of crossing a line. So I could see how you could maybe carve out a very unique uh, uh, exception, which is like, you can't, you can't like, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to put children into homes where they're mm. going to, you know, give ridiculous seances and they're not yeah. going to have, you know, uh, gay conversion parties for them or anything but like that. It should be um, noted just because uh, it, the, I, for <clears throat> anyone who doesn't like either come from a family of adoption or whatever, is that there is the line of foster children often are older. They are they they are children who have been in the system for a long time and have not been adopted or been fostered in other situations, or they've been, their, their family situation is that they had abuse in the family or something happened in the family that forced them to be removed from that family and they get put into the foster system to then help raise them. And so these kids can sometimes be 10, 11, 12, 13, I mean, the coming out years. So yeah. there is a big difference between a, a Christian conservative couple adopting a child, a baby, a newborn baby, and and then raising that child. Then I feel like you probably can't like stop them, even though they do have crazy beliefs. But if it is a mm-hmm. if it's someone who this child is fully formed, they're twelve years old, they are likely probably already about to come out if they're this kid's about to be gay. The, it's up to the social worker, at least here in the United States, it's up to the social worker to then determine is this the best case for this child? Like, is the, the mm-hmm. social worker should know the child. I think it's so interesting, too, because the couple claims that they insisted that their beliefs would not impact the, the, the ability to raise a foster child. However, how could your beliefs not impact your ability to raise a child when your beliefs are such that you could... Convert. See, they don't see it that way. I would guess. I would. I would. Yeah, I was gonna say. I. I would guess that they would say we will help the the gay child. If if the child is gay, then then our belief system is going to be great for them because they just fundamentally believe it's something that can and should be changed. Mm -hmm. But then, how can Um, they say? And how could they say our beliefs won't impact or or our beliefs won't impact our ability? Oh, because they, I because they think they're, they're saying that our beliefs. That's what makes them good parents is because of their beliefs. Yeah, that that, that is helping. Yeah. Right. Got it. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, it is. <clears throat> it's it's crazy. What do you think, Elliot? Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, I I think it's um, it sucks, but like it's it's awful, but it, mm-hmm. but it does seem like to me it's like you're judging that I you know that you're judging them by not allowing them to foster a child based on their religious beliefs Mm -hmm. and to me that doesn't it just it doesn't seem fully fair but that being said if i were the social if i were the social worker i would keep the child as far away from possible as anybody who even stung yeah yeah right my mom always said that that she like had a, a crash course in like Christian religions when she was going through the foster system when she was a kid because she would like oh, live boy. with a Catholic family, live with a Presbyterian family. And then ultimately she got adopted by a Mormon family. But it was like she would right. go through all these different faiths just to like in these in these foster Which, homes. Would she, would she say that when she went through from house to house and household to household, did she feel like she was there because it was out of the kindness of the parents' heart, no. or was there more of a different motive? It was usually people, I mean, more often than not, and this is still the case to this day, not for all, some foster parents do incredible, incredible work, and they take in amazing kids, and they do really good work. But for my mom, it was a lot of people getting um, money 
to be able to take mm. kids in and that's mm. they would essentially be making a living off of it and they she never they never really she never felt like anyone actually cared about her it was more just yeah. they were taking care of her because it was a part of the system of how they got money yeah yeah oh. Uh, quick question, quick question. How much money are we talking about, Alan? <laughs> Cut to Brent uh, having four children in his studio week. apartment. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Not even joking. We are here. All right, go ahead, Elliot. <laughs> knew that was coming. The old Zoom delay. The old Zoom uh, joke. We're here with Alyssa You're Lynn doing Paris. great, Elliot. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa Lampiris is our guest today, hey. uh, comedian, uh, actress, uh, social media maven. She yeah, and all. winner of Chopped, mm-hmm. actually, winner of Chopped. You That's won right. Chopped That's as right. well. Congratulations! Yes, I, I won. I won the restaurant Chopped. Yeah, I went and in, Chopped yeah, and the Holiday Bake Off on wait. on, on <laughs> Food Network as well. No, wait, wait I'm joking. Right. I'm joking. Okay, I was like, like <laughs> the most excited I've ever been in my life. I've actually been meaning to talk to someone who's been on Chopped for a long time. Because I'm dying to know, do they get, they just have to get the ingredients list before, like they need like an hour. You can't tell me they, they like know how to like make gum, like Wouldn't a gummy bear steak. Uh, I, here's the thing. I've never seen anyone on the show not be able to come up with something. Right. Yeah. Well, because they're professionals. So, yeah, but there's still like a little panic. You're on TV. You're, you You have a basket of fucking you know, diarrhea and like, <laughs> and lamb or whatever. Like, I don't know. Anyway, Alyssa, well, let's talk about you. We can, you we, we'll, get back. Like, we'll get back to I chops, like that on, No, I agree. Because I like that on Great British Bake Off. They're very clear. They're like, have you practiced this? And they're like, I practice. Yes. There's no bullshit. It's like, yeah. this is, yeah. You knew what like, you were doing. I gave right, it to my mom right. and my mom liked it, but my mom will eat anything. So, you know, yes, I guess not I the best judge or not. <laughs> Right. I right. think my mom's pretty sick of it. I've made it for the past 17 <laughs> right, days. Right, right. Was, yeah, they always say like they spent the whole week making like croissants or something. And then there's know? always someone who's like, I'm going to make a, a croissant a hot air balloon. And they're like, have yeah. you ever tried this, Ronald? And he's like, I haven't. I <laughs> yeah, haven't. Right. And you're like, oh, God, here we can. go. Ronald, yeah, yeah. not it's, now. It's the, Ronald, it's the Margaret Thatcher now. thread throughout all of UK. If you put your yeah. mind to it, you can do it. Oh, <laughs> Good for you. Is that your? That show. Is that is cooking? Are cooking shows your like a COVID watch? No, I'll like, tell you what. I loved cooking shows pre-COVID because I think yeah, life was oh. chaotic, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like the Great British Bake Off was very soothing and calm. Very soothing. Yes. Yeah. But I feel in quarantine, it's the opposite, where oh. I huh. I feel things are too calm and too like quiet oh. and a, a bit boring. So I like to be a little jolted by my. Yeah. So oh. interesting. I'm the. Yeah. So what are you watching? I've been watching so much Food Network because of the pandemic. Yeah. That's Me really too. interesting. Me too. Interesting. What do you watch that jolts you? Well, I don't know if this if this qualifies as jolting or numbing out, mm-hmm. but God, I have been re-watching or watching a lot of Survivor. Have you guys been watching I, it? Oh, you're not, I no, never but... got into Survivor, but I thought you were going to say beheading videos, but Survivor's better, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone just recently said that they've been binging Survivor during the pandemic. You're and it's right. Sort of... Yeah, I don't know who it was. Oh no, it was it was um I was it's this YouTube channel that my boyfriend and I watch Mia Maples. She's like obsessing over Survivor. So whatever, we mm. literally have her on now, TV now. It's a fun have show. Have you watched? Have you watched Forever? 
No. Sorry. I, have you like, watched Survivor for for a long okay, time? Okay. Good. Good. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if that was a new show. Right. <laughs> I, I, I did like Forever. I did like Forever. I know. I was like, Ellie, we're talking about Survivor right now. Come on. <laughs> forever. Can you last on the island forever? Yeah. This. Yeah. Um. No. I I watched it as a kid or whatever a teen. I don't know. I watched it with yeah. my family, and I have been thinking about that a lot. Like. I wonder if there's something about the holidays and feeling like sad yeah. about not being able to be home or, you know, so yeah. I, I have been thinking about that, that like, I, I think there's <clears throat> shows like that are very nostalgic. Cause you're like, if, Oh, this host is the same. He kind of looks the exact yeah. same. He's still the same. There All is, the stimuli yeah. is the same. Yeah. There really yeah, is something about, about that, that nostalgic sort of like trigger that, I mean, I was reading something about you that you said like Dunkin' Donuts is a nostalgic trigger yes. for you as well. Like you love, like in LA, you're, you're from, or, you're from you, Boston, right? Yes, you're oh, that's Boston so sweet, tonight. yes. I'm from actually Seekonk, Massachusetts. So I'm closer to the border of Rhode Island, but I'm like an hour away from Boston. But we had like- yeah. so you love donuts. your donkeys. I love yeah. the donkeys. Uh, and you know, I really, yeah, I feel, very attached to things like sounds. It's it's also remarkable that Dunkin' Donuts can smell the same for like yeah. twenty years. That yeah, yeah that like yeah. everything can taste the exact same. Well, you know, I've said that about chains before. Where that's why yes. I loved going to Outback in New York was it was it was soothing to in this chaotic and and hectic and frustrating city to walk into a place that made yeah. you feel like you were in rural trash Pennsylvania or Michigan <laughs> totally. or something. And that's and so yeah, target. so I I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I'm not saying. I want chains everywhere, but I find them very soothing and calming. You know, me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. Were you in yeah. uh, living in LA before the for before Dunkin' Donuts came? Was Dunkin' Donuts not here? Yeah. Oh, for years yeah. there was only one yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, and it was in. And in fact, I had a boyfriend, a crazy ass boyfriend, years ago who had a food fetish, mm. and I had to drive oh, to boy. Santa Monica or Culver City or wherever the fuck it is just to get the donut holes because he had like a, a fantasy of the donut holes during sex or something. Oh I was my god! So annoyed. I and need it, it way more. Be, about I wrote an that. article about it. You I can hope read he it. was a Boston townie. I hope he was a guy. <laughs> the only way I can get off is when I got the donkey. So I need my yeah, donkey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone in Boston oh listening God. is like, that's not a fetish. That's how you have sex. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right, yeah, right. Okay. Wait, I don't think that's a fetish. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, do you miss Boston? I, I don't know if I, I really miss like, I really miss home, but I really love it here. I don't think I ever yeah. see myself living. I, I really like here and I feel like I can see myself living here for forever. But I miss it. But I don't wish I lived there. I th mm -hmm. think is probably. Does it help that? that does it help that you're like you're such a um, such a talented like character actress and and obviously like the the thing that make has made you go most viral and gotten you the most attention is doing impressions of your mom Linda, um, yeah. who is obviously like you know a true Massachusetts broad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> does that in yes. a way like I don't know if I'm 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 playing playing like pop psychologist, but does that allow you to feel somewhat close to her in that not only is she is, in, is she in some of your videos but you kind of get to hang out with her when you're when she's not with you i really really feel that way and that's very it's a sweet way to put it but i really feel that way like i get to hang out and it's probably why i'm drawn to a lot of those like boston or massachusetts characters especially in la because yeah it probably makes me feel closer to home and to my family um and yeah, I, I, cause I don't think I did them. I mean, I did them a bit in New York, but I, I started amping it up a lot more when I got to LA. So I bet there's mm -hmm. something there about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And how, and, 
Did the, it was the impression, I'm sorry, it was, I was gonna say it's the impression of your mom that, is that what would you'd say what really blew you up, you know, blew everything up the most and kind of helped as a launch pad? I think so, yeah. I was like, that was definitely the thing that got me to LA and got me, yeah, representation and got me a following and started the momentum and everything else. But before that I had been doing a lot of stand-up and videos at Condé Nast first. So I was like, yeah, I sort of had, I, yeah, by the time those happened, then I was like ready to come to and LA. You, and, and in doing that, was that like, a, like, do you, did you teach yourself how to edit in the style of the videos that have become, cause we're all used to it by now. And I'm, I'm always fascinated by not just comedians, but like, co you know, content creators who are just guys that I think are hot, but they have been able to somehow successfully learn how to like edit really well. And they, they follow a specific style. And I'm like, that is a skill unto itself, even though all your videos are you like dancing to WAP and like, you know, totally. like, exercising, <laughs> but totally. still like you learned how to edit, like, like that's a specific skill. Well, I got really lucky because basically I got a job. I was like, my dad passed away and I was just like really taking a break from comedy. And I was like writing these like kind of just serious blogs because I was in a lot of pain. And then this like copywriting gig came up at Condé Nast and it was a three week gig. And I applied for it based on like that. A friend recommended me from that writing. And then I saw that they had like a producer sort of job available to make videos. And I didn't know how to do shit. Like I didn't know how to do any editing or anything, but I kind of, because I was just there, I kind of would pitch yeah. them videos and ideas. Mm -hmm. And then they hired my friend, Emily Murnane, who's so funny and she's a master editor. And we worked together and I just watched her over and over and over. So I kind of learned her style and I just, learned from her at that job so then by the time I left I knew how to shoot and edit it's so oh, it's so funny great. how like how social media kind of shifts and evolves over time because like you know they're like a maybe eight ten years ago you did start to realize there's a very specific way that a lot of youtubers yes. edit their videos mm -hmm. and of course after three or four years of a certain style you start to get annoyed with it like totally. you start to be like oh this again yeah you know totally. and then, but then like things kind of shift and evolve and like TikTok comes along and whatever i still haven't right or that, then it becomes like, like front-facing videos where like there's no editing and it's just like a yeah. 60 second thing and then after right, that right. people are like well maybe we'll go back to sketch <clears throat> format it, it does feel like it'll keep cycling in and out yeah you had one character that was like it made me laugh like literally out loud just at even the description of it <laughs> disappointed wife of queer eye contestant like oh, that, that description alone is funny like what okay i want to know like what made you think of that and and also like because i mean we're no huge fans of queer eye here and in fact i would love it if more wives oh, or partners on queer eye would like get upset and be like what the <laughs> fuck did you do to my husband you know what i mean well i thought the funniest part of that show was always like like I just, yeah, you'd watch and it, it was always just like, whatever led this guy to this point, he clear, it's just like, you can change his outfit and stuff, but it was just like the idea of <laughs> these guys leave and then it's like, God damn it, I'm still stuck with my piece of yeah. shit husband yeah. who has like nicer jeans, you know? Yeah, they like right. didn't always do a lot to address like, yeah, maybe why they weren't contributing Underlying issues or, of why yeah, they're like yeah. negligent boyfriends, right? Exactly, <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Although I feel like yeah. the, the theme of, or the tone of the show is so different because when I think of it for whatever reason, I still very clearly think of the 
one from the early 2000s where it was like techno music and they had like their opening credits were like we're on gay street and all the guys were this like similar and like in that truck and or in that van and like going to staten island to like you know whatever change change a guy's wardrobe and now i always forget because i don't really watch the new one i forget that the new iteration of the show is almost just about crying like it's yes. just about crying but, yeah you know also remember this was i mean i remember queer eye was so novel because even though of course you knew that there were straight people that had gay friends you almost were shocked that these guys more or less burly guys sometimes or you know mm. ma- macho guys would talk to and hang out with super femi gay guys so i think it was just like a reflection of such a totally different era yes. yeah surreal to say is it was only 15 years ago yeah. i think it's because you know not to whatever but i think i i do think that was probably the tail end of hyper 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 homophobia of the 90s mm-hmm. you know like it was so strong in the 90s the, the homophobia was so intense that it felt like this was like that show kind of turned the leaf a little bit sure. yeah. um, and made yeah. it and made it less scary for quote unquote for straight guys to like be around effeminate gay guys. Alyssa, I do want to ask you about like, it. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. No, and it feels like queer, this, this, this queer, I came at a great time too when it did just feel like, like I remember crying, like that first season was so beautiful and it was like, I feel like the world was very torn apart. There's a lot of hate in the world. I think, mm-hmm. right, Trump? Uh, mm-hmm. had, it had coincided with Trump. What do you mean? Yeah. There was Trump stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah, so I think it was, it, yeah, the idea of like, oh, yeah, maybe, okay, maybe we're going to areas where, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I do want to ask you there, about yeah. another character you did that that oh, sure. is like the funniest idea ever. You did Teresa Judice if she were in A Quiet Place. Which is like <laughs> the funniest, like it's just the setup of it. Those two worlds married together is just like laugh out loud. Like how, oh. what did you do with that? How did you find that? Like what, like what about Teresa Judice in watching then A Quiet Place made you think, oh, Teresa Judice in A Quiet Place. Yeah, I think just, uh, any, I almost think any one of my characters in a quiet place would be, have some trouble. <laughs> and so then it's, it was just like, oh, who's like the loudest of all? Like who's someone that mm-hmm. can even heighten more than, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause I, I'd be fucked in a quiet place too. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So do you watch The Housewives? I, I don't watch The Housewives. I, my friend at the time, was like obsessed and she was always like, you gotta do Teresa Judice, you gotta do Teresa Judice. So I would just watch videos of her and then I did it, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. A, so funny. Teresa Judice is one of the real yeah. houses of New Jersey. Uh, yes. Okay. I, she's the one I who thought she was, for some reason, the Long Island medium. I was thinking she was the Long Island They're, medium. They have a similar aesthetic, just similar hair aesthetic. colors. Yeah, hair yeah. dye. <laughs> They're basically yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, That's the thing, I, there's not a lot, yeah. Someone said that to me about accents once, and I was just kind of like, "There's not a lot of like variety in my accents. They're all kind of the same." Yeah, thing. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm kind of just always yeah, like screaming with like a different, slightly different shirt on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was your did you grow up in like a loud house? Because you're Greek. Definitely, I'm Greek. Is it a yeah. loud house. Yeah, because <laughs> I. Grew, I mean, it was so yeah. It was very loud, and I grew up with my um, grandparents living with us too. So oh, wow. it was just wow. like yeah, it was just a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I also read was you it a, was there, Go ahead, Elliot. Was there a big Greek um, uh, community in the part of Massachusetts you were in? Yeah, there was. Well, we, you know, my my mom's basically whole extended family was really close by, so we mm-hmm. like, and I would go to church and 
Greek dance and stuff. So every yeah. we were very in in the Greek community. I have some really yeah. good news. I have some really breaking news for you. Alrighty. Oh my god. Brent Sullivan is half Greek. <laughs> oh, that is correct. I was, I, <laughs> I was just going to say, I was raised in Michigan. My, I always said that my mom had pent up Greek pride because it didn't really come out except for occasionally. And it was always in such kind of like small, seemingly insignificant things. Like I had, this is actually, I'm even embarrassed to talk about this. I, when I was in high school, I started sh- waxing my unibrow because I had a unibrow. My mom was like really upset about it. And she was like, that's what makes you Greek. And I'm like, well, then I'm not Greek then. Oh, uh, and, and like, like obviously Greek Easter was a big deal, but like yes. she, there was this other thing where she was like for, like, for holiday meals, she's like, you know, Greeks, we just put all, we put lots of food on our plates and then we eat it. And I'm like, that's, everyone does that. <laughs> that's what everyone does. No one just puts like two pieces of steak on their plate and then go back for more. Like that's how everyone eats. That's definitely like, how it was my very family cute. That's, that's such a Greek thing. Yeah, my mom does that all the time with my, especially with my boyfriend when he comes over. Now, you know, in the Greek church, this is the, yeah, in the Greek tradition, you know, yeah, we open right, right. We, we open presents in the morning. Do you guys do that <laughs> right, too? It's like, right. yeah, we all open presents. It's not very Everyone special. Everyone does that. <laughs> yes. Everyone yes. does it in the morning. Yes. <laughs> very very what was it yeah. like? What's the Greek Orthodox church like? How, like, uh, is it like, I don't know much about the Orthodox church. We didn't go. Uh, is it conservative? Like, what's it like? Oh, you know, it's so hard for me to tell because I went to Catholic school. Mm. I went to like Catholic middle school, elementary school and high school. And I went to Greek Orthodox church. So mm. I grew up just like, yeah, yeah I mean, conservative church. is pretty much it. I grew up in church. So yeah. yeah, I was even talking to my, I was just talking about this the other day. Like, I don't know a world. I don't know. If, I haven't done a poll on enough people, but I don't know a world where there's not like, like I don't have like guilt and shame built mm-hmm. into like, that yeah. is so built into my life and the yeah. idea that like there are people who it isn't yeah to me that like blew my mind the other day just being to like not have anxiety oh, to not because that's where a lot of anxiety comes from of yeah. course is like the yeah. idea of yeah there's only a there's one right way to do something and if you do something wrong you can be you know screwed. yeah so yeah I or those that. people I, who yeah. are like they're just like well it is what it is. What can you do? Life <laughs> yeah. throws challenges at you. And it's like fuck yeah. you right. get angry bitch. totally totally but it also it doesn't really matter i mean i was raised an atheist and still every time i come i regret it like yeah the moment i'm done i'm like i shouldn't have done that that was that was wrong wait wait speaking Uh, of like guilt and we and that's your greek though that's you don't think it (laughs) yeah you think you're atheist no that's your 50 percent greek that's right like you you got your ears pierced at the doctor's office which i've never heard about before and <laughs> it blew right. me away what? and it's genius it's genius at so 16 funny. you gotta like how did how, how did but you yeah, find and like, the doctor you like, did that yeah you might be like like oh you went to like what kind of doctor and it's like no i went to a pediatrician oh at like sick my childhood pediatrician and he did them wrong i have like uneven ear holes of course <laughs> yeah, because of course. how did he he's even not have in the mall he has yeah. to be in the mall but how did you yeah, even find right. out like how did your mom <laughs> find out that 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 was a i have no idea I have no idea. I just, I really wanted to get my ears pierced for so long. And then the the rule or the deal became that the only way I could do it was if I went to the doctor. Yeah, there's probably some thought of like at the mall, I heard about a, there was always someone who did yeah. the thing there's I wanted to do and then died. Infection. Yeah, right, you know, right she, of course. Oh no, Julie's daughter, she got an infection. Yeah. <laughs> wait, yeah. Was, wait, 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 hold on, hold has on. Has anyone ever died from ears piercing? I don't think I, so. I, but I bet one somewhere. One right? somewhere, yes, right. exactly. Right. But, but wait, trip, my question is, 
did your did your doctor do this to other patients or did your mom re- no. make the request like did he order the the piercing machine just for you no i mean <laughs> how I mean, much in my into head this? in my head it was like oh yeah people get their ears pierced at the do- this is a thing that the do- it wasn't radical to me it was like i guess people get it at the doctor but then mm. i've never heard of anyone else in my life who got me either the <laughs> that's why it blew yeah. me away i was so yeah. like it's kind of genius though if you think about it like you go to get like vaccinated, why not just get something pierced? Right, it's safe, it would be sterile. kind of a nice two for one. It's true, yeah. it's true. Yeah, but but yeah, my I was just very, and like sex was very like, do not have sex till marriage. Like, do oh not, my God. so that really, oh, wow. that Wait, was can intense. I, well, yeah. I know you, now you're straight, but have did you have any like gay friends or family that you grew up with? And I'm curious, what is like, how conservative is it to be, uh, what is it like? I wonder what it's like in the church uh, mm-hmm. for, for gay people. Yeah, I mean, I had a, I danced growing up. So one of my best friends when I was like 13 and he was 15 was gay. And so yeah. I think that was, and my family loves him so much and my grandpa loved him. So there was no, I think that really helped or I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But I'm sure I'm, yeah. And my cousin, my cousin on my, yeah. Uh, my cousin's gay. I don't know if he, I think he's religious. So I think, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. but I would definitely say that. I don't think the church was like, I, they're I not getting, remember. they're not marrying yeah. someone anytime they, soon. They weren't throwing ice cream socials for your <laughs> dancing friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it never felt like, of course, maybe this is just my lens, but it never felt like hateful. It just yeah. felt mm. very like, per, like, I guess, rep- yeah repressed or protective or very like any church church. wasn't joey fatone the gay one in my big fat greek wedding too wasn't that yeah i think he was the gay one yeah he can't he was the gay one i'm pretty sure i bet lance bass helped him out was that that, was Mm. that was that a landmark for your family the way it was for so many (laughs) absolutely yeah it was huge i remember everyone being like oh it's perfect the baptism scene that was a little disrespect that's not what happens that was the main point of contention was like i don't think that's what happens out everything was spot on everyone's like yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah right <laughs> even it's a documentary it's like yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. not it's not a documentary yeah. guys even now yeah. even now in 2020 it's like it is pretty crazy to stop and think that with a movie like that or with a movie even like black panther or something mm-hmm. or cra- uh, mm. crazy rich asians when you have mm. a moment mm. where you're kin or whatever your people are represented even in a world where we're constantly now at, at least in the in the business trying to like diversify diversify mm-hmm. diversify it does point to and really speak to like the power of representation is crazy yeah. totally yeah because it exists feeling of being seen and the feeling of like oh my god i'm not crazy i'm like there's there's people who are living the exact same route which the internet has kind of helped with that yeah for yes. sure i for do sure want to know though because my big fat greek wedding was so huge did the Greeks rally around Connie and Carla, um, her next film after that, as in, as much as the gay? <laughs> Nia Varda- Vardalos? Yes, yes. Oh, God. They because she played her. a woman pretending to be a drag queen, which, I mean, original oh. idea. Great film. A lot of the homosexuals Ooh. listening will be getting very excited right now. Oh, I'll tell you what, I don't remember my family rallying behind that. I do remember them. I do remember them rallying behind the show. There was like a show. Do you yes, remember? there was. It lasted yes. for like yes. 10 yes. episodes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. you should have watched all Connie of that and Carla. Sti- 
all of that success is due to the underrated and underappreciated genius of Miss Rita Wilson. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she found her, she she watched the play, I think in like somewhere in LA and she yep. funded or she produced wow. her and Tom Hanks produced oh the film. She, and yeah. she, oh, she's Greek as fuck. Yeah. Wow. Oh. You mean you're not listening to her on Spotify? She's, she's a singer. Greek as fuck. And as the, church here, the church here is like their names on it. The na- Their mm-hmm. name is on the Greek church here. I think they've done oh. the Greek church. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, no, she's great. And Greek, now when you ask about like what Greek church was like too, I will say that's sort of like Dunkin' Donuts. There is something nice about like this, like I liked going to church. I went to church here a little bit when I first got here and I liked the sounds and feelings and smells. So I I feel very like the church was always a positive experience. There was always like, uh, yeah. 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 And it was like, as I didn't go to camp. So like as a kid, like we would all have crushes on kids. Like that church was my sort of, you know. Yeah. 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 I've always, so in 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 the bulk of, um, our friendship. I have always begged Brent to like lean into his Greek heritage, yes. and he, he, <laughs> always, he always, he always kind of like pushes back, or he's just not interested. Why, why? Just if I may, why should you? Why should you make a? Can you make a case for why Brent should lean into his Greek heritage? I thought you were going to say, can Brent, can you look Alyssa dead in the eyes and tell her why not? <laughs> yeah, we all, we all thought it was going in a more confrontational route. No, but no, yeah. not confrontational. I well, just, I, I, want it, I want it for him. Yes, I think, I just think it's a very, more or less at its core, it's about like, you got food in there, you yes. got like dancing mm-hmm. and music, you got yes. festivals, yes. And all about, you got church at midnight with like ending with, with meat in like a, in a big <laughs> yeah. room. Yeah. I mean, you can't Brent really go does wrong. does like if free I, food. Yeah, I do like yeah. free food, that is correct. So, yeah. Yeah, so there's free bread after- How about this? Yes, How about okay. this? I'll get the Greek flag tattooed over the majority of my face. <laughs> I'll do that. Oh, uh, no, no, I, no, Brent, no, no, I no. Concede. <laughs> I concede. Well, uh, by the way, Alyssa, thank you so much. This was amazing. Oh, yeah. this has been so fun. Where can people find you? Where can they find you? At Alyssa Limp across platforms. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, all platforms. All Perfect. Platforms. Yes. Thank you so much, yes. Alyssa. Thanks, Alyssa. We thank love having you. Thank you for having me. I loved being here. You guys are the best. And another thing. So I had an idea. So years ago, the human rights campaign used to release what they called a corporate equality index. This was like an assessment of literally hundreds of companies based on criteria for LGBT inclusion. And I remember this was sort of back in the day when like, again, you would be surprised when companies were really inclusive. You weren't expecting it. And I think obviously things have evolved. And I didn't like hear about this index as much anymore. So I was like, I wonder if they still do it. So I decided to look up um, the HRC uh, 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 corporate equality, HRC CEI corporate equality index to see like who's the new Chick-fil-A. And the good (laughs) news is uh, at this point, yeah, at this point, um, no, it's not Arby's just so you know, uh, at this point, so many companies get 100% ratings from this index, like hundreds of companies do. And I'll even go so far as to say criteria used to include like, you know, like milk toast things like, can you fire someone at your company for being gay? And then, you know, you would get a 50% rating if you couldn't. Now, like the criteria is like annoyingly specific. Like there was one that says, uh, 
do you did you have three distinct efforts of outreach to broader LGBT community this year? Jesus, chill. <laughs> like that's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Like I, I picture like, did your CEO compliment a gay person's looks looks each week? Um, so with that said, with that said, there were still a, a couple companies that stood out as not having uh, ratings that were very, particularly high for what you would think. Mm-hmm would be there uh, what, before we even get there like the ones that are high now I, i'm just thinking offhand are usually like beer and vo- like absolute or yeah. like beer, Elliot, Elliot, right? hundreds hundreds of companies yeah, it's not yeah, like the early 100 percent 80 80 percent 90 percent like the overwhelming majority of companies now to be a t- quick caveat there are companies that don't have obviously don't companies don't have to participate so there are some that didn't didn't respond to mm-hmm. the the memo uh, from HRC. So it's, you know, obviously those companies probably have worse ratings, but uh, but let me go through the list of, yeah. of curveball, oddly quote, quote, homophobic companies. First one, big curveball, Armani Exchange, oh. only 50% on the index. Yes. Oh that had something God. to do with the designer, I think. There was like drama with the designer, I think. Oh, interesting. Oh, I thought it was that gay guys would never wear Armani Exchange. But I, oh, wait, I thought Armani Exchange was really gay, wasn't it? Mm. I think it used to be. <laughs> now I think of it as being like like passe Guido yeah, wear. Oh, uh, yeah. I know Sorry. Elliot. Elliot only goes to Aeropostal whenever yeah. he goes to the mall. That's- <laughs> Uh, AutoZone got forty percent. Oh, not a huge curveball there. That's such there. a shame because such a good guy summer. at the AutoZone changed my windshield wipers. He was so sweet and hey, he really liked my bag. He liked my bag. I also don't know of another company like AutoZone except what Pep Boys. Pep. Boys, I don't even know what Pep Boys correct. is. That sounds oh, pretty gay. Yeah. So. Um, sounds like a loop. Pep Boys. Pep Boys. Yeah. <laughs> this this was this was the bummer for me. Bloomin' Brands, which is the parent company to Outback Steakhouse, mm. the greatest steakhouse oh, in America, no. only got a 50%. I mean, are you oh surprised that you love it so much, though? Because it feels right on par for why you would love it. It feels, yeah, it feels very on, very on brand. <laughs> you hate gay hate, people? Uh, Great. Bring the brown bread. Right. Bring the brown yeah. bread. <laughs> hey, even Bob Evans, even Bob Evans had a 60% rating from wow. the HRC. What is that? What is Bob Evans? Uh, Bob Evans was like a very like a Midwest centric, yeah. like highway. My family would go like, all the chain time. of restaurants. And like the commercial would always be yeah. like, Bob Evans down on the farm. Down on the farm. <laughs> Let's do it again. Do it again. Bob, Bob Evans, Evans down, down on, on the farm. The farm. It wasn't that slow. They only have 30 seconds. You, well, you <laughs> fucked it up. You fucked it up, just so you know. All right. The, uh, this was this was the most surprising for me. Caribou Coffee got a 45%. Oh, that's, a, that's shocking, actually. That's shocking. Because in that's Chicago. Like a very kind of hippie Yeah, like, I lived by a caribou, chain. and it was like lesbian. Yeah, the best. I, lo- yeah. I love Caribou Coffee. That's so um, funny, because... I oh, think of caribou as only knowing it in Virginia, and I think my friend paid to be the caribou. Wait, outside the actual like, caribou? What? Yeah, yeah. If I'm, I might be like hallucinating, but I'm pretty sure that happened. I didn't know that existed. They, they, even. Like they have like a caribou that holds like a mascot caribou I, yeah. that holds a sign. Yes, but I also truly might be making that does feel homophobic. That sounds very pet boys. That does very sound homophobic. very pet boys. Yeah. Very a little more auto zone to me. Yeah. Um, Dole Foods, thirty percent. Mm. That's the lowest that I found, wow. basically, for any company that I had ever heard. There were a couple companies that had like 20%, but I'd never heard of them. Yeah. 
Smuckers. Oh, that's a shame. Smuckers. I know. Four. The Ohio jam. Yeah, who cares? That, that jam is like nothing. It's like, delicious. I love bad. Smuckers but it's grape such, jelly. It's such wholesome commercials. Yeah. Remember those yeah. commercials and remember how they, they on Today show, like... show they celebrate the hundred years old people with Smuckers? <laughs> well, that was that was Willard, <laughs> Willard <laughs> hey. Scott every morning basically rolling out talking about jam yeah. and then like people who are in their hundreds it's so weird every time yeah. i saw that smucker's birthday thing i was like this feels like a parade for like they're gonna die tomorrow yeah, yeah i know it's yeah. such a, right. it's, it's like a little this bizarre is, oh, yeah. it sucks yeah. yeah let's see uh ll bean was a 50 percent. that was that was a shock fascinating yeah. that was to a think shock that ll because i remember reading some article about like what brands re what brands translate to like trumpism mm. not necessarily <laughs> by a paper trail but by yeah yeah yeah, by, yeah. yeah. association yeah loose association and people and i remember reading that ll bean and also under armor mm, for some reason interesting uh-huh which i under armor sort of surprising but ll bean kind of blew me away because i only think of that as being like new england um yeah. Yeah. academic elizabeth warren uh, friendly yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm so yeah. surprised. My parents love L.L. Yeah. Bean. I used yeah. to love L.L. Bean. My parents love um, it too. Never wore it. Philip Morris, the tobacco company, got a 55%. A lot oh. of gay people smoke. Yeah. That's, that's that one big... hurt. That's like a dagger in the heart. Yeah. That's a dagger in the heart. Uh, Rite Aid got a 50%. Oh. Sachs got a 50%. Sachs. Wow. Axe. There's a sax yes, in, the I think, store. San Francisco that's known for their hookups in the men's restroom. Just saying. Oh, yeah. interesting. Oh yeah, there was an expensive ch- there was an expensive hotel chain Lowe's that had like a 50-55%. And that one really that one appalled me because I I remember thinking to myself, you know, how much money has Elliot spent getting fucked in that hotel? <laughs> how dare they? Brent, so you How dare they? I, to use turn the, their back on him. To use the language so crassly. Yeah. It's the joke <laughs> is better when you don't use the specific language. <laughs> what? I, Wait, what do I normally say? I don't know what, if you, you like pussy if you like, or something if you, yeah or something if you like tiptoe around you sit on, when you sit on a it dick, is interesting it's, like a, it's a little lighter it is interesting now i feel like because like we've talked about it before like marriage equality corporate companies were forced to sort of like it was it benefited the bottom dollar for like them to be able to support marriage equality but now like especially during like the black lives matter movement and like this la- this last year's pride and like a lot of the protests around that like com- they're now even forcing companies to be like great you might support us because it's like better for your bottom dollar, but like you have to put that money into the community now. And they're like, that's the real sort of, I think, next wave of this movement of corporate America with LGBTQ people is like, how much money are they giving to the community? I think that's the big thing that's being right. reflected in this. God, yeah. I do. Yeah, I I'm do. never going to hold it against a, a company if, so long as they have like, you know, reasonable standards of. Yeah gay and trans people can't be fired i i'm not going to be a part of any protest for a yes, company that but, doesn't have ceos complimenting gay guys hairs that day well, you know does that mean that no more outback uh, yeah no i'm going to outback literally tonight <laughs> <laughs> what would your aunt say what would your aunt ramona say after listening to today's episode She'd say, good reminder to take my business from Starbucks to Caribou. <laughs> my aunt, my aunt Joanne would say, you know, I learned a lot watching a, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Tell Alyssa that Jews are not that different from Greeks. Mm, oh. Fascinating. fascinating. <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I know the gayest friendly company out there, Carl's Jr. Have you seen those chicken strips? They're very phallic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well thanks for listening I'm Elliot Glazer always the best I am 
Brent Sullivan. And I am H. Allen Scott.